IBM's Revenge with Jeremy Bowman. Episode 9, SDA Multicast. With Cisco's SDA, or Software Defined Access, understanding how unicast traffic is handled by the fabric is fairly straightforward. However, understanding how multicast traffic is handled is somewhat more daunting. It is not surprising when you consider that most network engineers tend to shy away from multicast compared to unicast. In this episode of IBM's Revenge, we are going to discuss in detail the different options for multicast support in the SDA fabric and how they work. Before we dive into how the fabric handles the multicast signaling and data traffic, let's review briefly what is multicast and how does it work in the network. When we say unicast traffic, what we are referring to is a single host on the network sending traffic to another single host. It could be the same host sending traffic to itself, it could be two hosts sitting right beside each other, or it could be two hosts half a world apart. Regardless of who and where, it is a data packet sent from one single host to another. For most use cases, this is the type of data packet sent. However, sometimes one host would like to send the exact same data to many recipients or receivers. For instance, a single audio and video transmission that should be viewed by many people simultaneously. In this instance, a single source sends a data packet to a particular address, a group address, that the various receivers can subscribe to in order to receive the data. The combination of the sender's unique source IP address and the particular group address that it sends the data to is normally referred to as a multicast channel. So how do you subscribe to a channel? How does the network know? And then, how does the network send the data? The first question is relatively easy. A client that wants to receive a particular multicast stream will notify the L3 router, normally its default gateway, via IGMP of the intent to listen to that stream. The router will keep up with whether or not particular streams are of interest to the endpoints on its network. Based on whether there is interest or not, the router will use PIM to signal to its upstream routers towards the rendezvous point, or RP, of the interest. This router is referred to as the last hop router in the multicast flow. Every router along that pathway towards the RP will receive this message, process it locally, and forward its own message to the next upstream router towards the RP. In this manner, all of the routers between the receiver and the RP know that the downstream endpoint wants to receive the particular stream. This creates state on the routers that they use to determine where to send the respective streams. Now there are actually two types of signaling for the multicast traffic. Maybe the endpoint is picky about the source of the multicast traffic. Instead of listening to just anyone sending to the multicast group, the endpoint wants only a particular source. This is the difference between any source multicast or ASM and source specific multicast or SSM. In ASM, the endpoint will receive traffic to the multicast group regardless of the source, while in SSM, the endpoint will only receive the traffic if it comes from a specific source. The signaling mechanisms for these two types of traffic are similar. However, the obvious difference is that in ASM, the endpoint uses IGMP version 2, while in SSM, the endpoint uses IGMP version 3. So our RP has learned that a potential client wants to receive a particular channel group. 
For ASM, for instance, if you looked in the router's multicast routing tables, you would see a star comma G route entry for the particular group. The star comma G route will show you the pathway back towards the RP and is normally referred to as the shared tree. Without any senders though, this is all that will happen in the network since there is no actual traffic on that channel group. As you can see, the receivers have to signal they want the traffic and the routers signal between themselves when there are receivers. A join or when they should leave the tree via a prune in PIM. The senders do not ask for permission to send their data, they just do. So sooner or later, a multicast source will start sending traffic on its local subnet. The directly connected router is known as the first hop router. When the first hop router sees the incoming multicast packet, it will encapsulate the data packet as a PIM register packet and send it to the RP. The RP registers the source in its state table and will forward the original multicast packet out interfaces that are currently active in the state table for the group. The first hop router and the rendezvous point will continue to process the multicast traffic in this manner. However, it creates additional load on the router that is not necessary. So the RP can initiate a switchover from the shared tree to the source tree. The RP will use a PIM join towards the first hop router to signal to the first hop router to stop PIM encapsulating the multicast traffic. This allows the network to create a tree sourced from the source, hence the name source tree, instead of using just the shared tree. In the routing table, this is referred to as an S, G route. Once the first hop router receives the PIM join for the group initiated by the RP, it will only send the multicast data based on its state table. When there is no interest in a group, the last hop routers signal towards the RP to prune the group. The RP can signal towards the first hop router to prune as well. If the source just stops sending data, then the source tree will eventually time out and be removed from the state table. Just a couple of last quick notes on multicast in general. A router will only send multicast traffic out interfaces that appear in its outgoing interface list. And the router must have received the multicast traffic on the ingress interface that the router would have used to reach the source via unicast. This is part of the loop prevention mechanism in multicast routing, which is referred to as reverse path forwarding check or RPF check. Also, the RP is used to switch between the shared tree and the source tree in ASM. For SSM, the RP is unnecessary since the signaling is done towards the unique source. At a high level, we reviewed briefly what is multicast and how it works. Now we will dive into how it works in the SDA fabric, knowing that for the endpoint in the fabric, and for all endpoints and network devices outside of the fabric, what happens in the fabric must not change what they do. Essentially, just like Las Vegas, what happens in the fabric stays in the fabric. Originally for SDA, we only supported ingress replication. This requires an RP in the overlay for the SDA fabric. When an IGMP join is received from an endpoint on the fabric edge node, the fabric edge would send the PIM join to the fabric's RP. When a multicast source outside of the fabric would send traffic, 
it would arrive at the SDA border node. The border node VXLAN encapsulates the packet and sends it to the RP. The RP in the fabric now has both the sender and receiver state, so it VXLAN encapsulates the multicast traffic and sends it to the fabric edge node. The fabric edge node can then apply policy and forward to the receiving endpoint. The fabric edge also knows that the border node owns the multicast source based on the first multicast packet that it received from the RP. So it will send a PIM join directly to the border node for that group. At this point, the border node will VXLAN encapsulate the multicast traffic directly to the fabric edge node. The system is called ingress replication because the border node will have to send the same multicast packet to each fabric edge node via unicast VXLAN encapsulation for all the different fabric edge nodes that need the multicast group. Additionally, from a control plane perspective, the fabric RP needed to use MSDP to integrate with the external RP that the rest of the network was using. As you may imagine, this is not an efficient system. As a result, we created native multicast in SDA. Those familiar with service provider multicast offerings will quickly see that SDA native multicast is not that different from the Rosen multicast system that is commonly seen in service provider environments with the obvious difference of using VXLAN encapsulation instead of GRE. In SDA native multicast, we reduce the load on the head ends while improving the overall scale and reducing latency. First, for the VXLAN encapsulation in native multicast, we add 70 bytes to the original packet size instead of the 50 bytes seen in SDA for unicast traffic. The extra 20 bytes comes from the IP multicast header in the underlay. Let's look at what is happening. The endpoint sends the normal IGMP join to the fabric edge node. The fabric edge node will send a PIM join in the overlay for the overlay multicast group towards the configured RP. It will also use an internal algorithm that will map the overlay multicast group to a specific underlay source specific multicast group. From that mapping, it will send a second PIM join in the underlay for the SSM group. The source of the join in the underlay is the RLOC. When traffic arrives from a source for the overlay, the fabric node will receive it. When it does, it sends the source registration message to the RP in the overlay. It also sends the multicast traffic with the same overlay to underlay group mapping in the underlay to the SSM group. In the underlay, all of the devices have the S, G information, or the source tree, in order to replicate the traffic hop by hop as needed to the Fabric Edge devices. It is important to point out that SDA native multicast requires the underlay devices in the Fabric, including the intermediate nodes, to support source-specific multicast. With the latest releases of DNAC and Switch software, we can support multiple group-to-RP mappings for RPs outside of the fabric, support for ASM and SSM in the overlay, as well as a single RP inside the fabric. This has been Episode 9 of IBN's Revenge with Jeremy Bowman. In our next episode, we will discuss multicast in the SD-WAN environment. We look forward to your comments and suggestions. Perhaps there is a topic you would like us to discuss. You can reach us on Twitter at IBN's Revenge or send us email to comments at IBN's Revenge.com. <music>